Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on the world of social media. So you know what? Gone are the days when you can simply promise prospects that you're worth investing in. You have to prove it. And... There's no better way to establish your expertise and authority than by creating an online course to sell. And we've invited our friend Ian Anderson Gray to the show today to talk about the new course he is launching and kind of walk us through the steps that he took to create it. We're also going to talk about how to vet online courses and see which one is right for you and will get you the results you want and actually teach you something. So, Ian, how are you doing today, my friend? Excited that you can be here with us. I'm doing really well. I'm, I'm, yeah, great to hang out with you guys. It's always uh, a pleasure and uh, looking forward to chatting to you today about courses. And Ian is a longtime uh, friend of the show. He's also been a guest before. But if you don't know who Ian Anderson Gray is, you really should. He is the founder of the Confident Live Marketing Academy and is the host of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. He helps entrepreneurs to level up their impact authority and profits by using live video confidently. He is the founder of Seriously Social, a blog focused focused on live video and social media tools. He's an international speaker, trainer, teacher, and consultant. He is a has a passion for making the techno babble of live video and social media marketing easy to understand. He really does a great job with this. Ian, thank you so much, my friend. It's, it's my pleasure. It's kind of funny that uh, bio, because you say international speaker, but who's been an international speaker in the last couple <laughs> well, of years? Well, you have been. Yes, you have. <laughs> you yeah. have been. You are an international speaker. Yes. No, I know. It's just time. like just not doing, doing any of the traveling. But thankfully, I'm going to be in Orlando this May, and uh, looking forward to seeing you, Jeff. There, so yes, I'll yeah, be there as happening. well. So uh, Gary Stockson says he goes. You forgot uh, international man of mystery. He is a little <laughs> bit of that. He's kind of an Austin Powers. He's got the you know the you know. I won't make you say any of his lines. But anyway, um, this is going to be a fun show. But I wanted to let you guys know today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And by the way, they just had a brand new release. I know Gary Stockton just downloaded it, but they have this all this cool stuff. They've got a virtual microphone so you can use your mic setup and put it over onto Zoom and have all your sound effects and all sorts of cool things. But so many cool features uh, that have released in this new uh, release, uh, 3.10, I believe is the release. But Ian, I know he's an Ecamm user, and I wanted to bring him up because he's going to show off some of these uh, cool transitions that they they have done. So sh showcase some of those, Ian. Yeah. yeah, so some of these are for the show that I, I have, and so you can do things like this. And we can have that little kind of zoom effect, and then if you're wanting a little bit of mystery in the middle, you know. Things like that, thunder <laughs> effects. And by the way, I'm using my virtual, the virtual microphone now. So this, all the sound from Ecamm Live is, is being rooted into, into this. And uh, yeah, you can do even things like tickers as well. So I don't know whether this is going to appear on the screen. You might not be able to see this, but um, we, um, you can do all that kind of stuff. We, we, you might not be able to again. see that. See if you try again. Okay. So there it is. Yeah. Not work. Is that working? Oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Very cool. So, so with little scro scrolly things as well. And I've, something I've been working with are these little overlays. So I've got different colored overlays. So I can I can put red on like that. Yeah. I can do yellow. And then on top of that, I can then say put some text. Is this going to work? It might not work. There we go. Yep. 
Um, so you can do, yeah, there's lots of really got, cool things you can do. And they got countdown timers and you have an intermission one. Play your intermission little thing that you do. Oh really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing this the other day cause I, I was like halfway through my show. There was a possibility I was going to get a delivery. So I came prepared. <laughs> so I had this. That's great. That's really cool. <laughs> So make sure you guys go check out. If, if you're not an Ecamm user and if you use a Mac, it's a, it's a kind of a no-brainer if you're going live or doing Zoom or anything like that. Um, it, they've got this new release. It's so stinking cool. Socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Go and check them out. All right. All right. So we, we talked about Ecamm. They're amazing. They do awesome stuff. But we want to talk about today courses. So, uh, Grace, talk to us about creating online courses. Have you created a course, by the way, Grace? I don't know if you have. Did you I do it in the, black, in the blogging days? I, no, not in the blogging days, but this okay. is some, this is a journey that I am embarking on. I will let right. you know that. So I, you know, sometimes I invite people over to our show just for like, because right. I need the information. I will right. just tell you right now. So I'm like, hey, Jeff, why don't we do a show on courses? That would be, he's like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> Well, the topic of the hour today is creating online courses for profit. You're not, you know, a lot of people need to have an online course, like the, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're an expert in your industry, you're a speaker or a thought leader. It is an essential part of your marketing toolbox, as essential as having a website, a social media presence, a business card. Why? Because it sets up your authority within a space. Also, creating an online course ranks pretty high on all of those listicles of ideas for passive income. But Ian, tell us the truth. Is there anything passive about creating an online course? Well, I think there are very few things in the digital world. I think there are very few things that are actually passive. You know, you, you have to do some work and you can't just like publish it and then just wait for everyone to come and buy your courses. I mean, that might happen occasionally. And I'll tell you a story about my experience, but sure. Over time, you're going to have to update things. You're going to have to carry on with your marketing. So back in 2016, I wrote an article about how to go live to your uh, to Facebook Live from your computer, and it was using this software called OBS Studio, which was quite complicated. It was quite new. And a lot of people were finding the article really helpful, but they still struggled to actually use the software. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to have to create a course, aren't I? And knowing my, knowing me, I tend to overcomplicate things and procrastinate, but we mo we're moving house. And that kind of gave me this, and, and we we're moving house like the following week. So I knew I only had one week to do this. And I put these 12 short videos together, uploaded them onto my website, had a password protection, put PayPal on there. It was very kind of, you know, mucked together really. And I had the experience of over the next kind of three or four months, I was getting pinged every day. It was really exciting. It was I was getting kind of selling about five or six of these every day and sold over a hundred in the first couple of months. And it felt like this is what passive income is. I've made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then um, the, the sales went down and then I needed to think about my second course and the second course Basically, it was a year later, didn't do very well at all. And I probably sold about 10. <laughs> uh, and I learned a lot from that experience because I think it's it's down to selling a course is down to so many more things than what you think. It's down to timing. It's down to your expertise. It's down to how you market the course. It's down to, you know, do people really see a need and do they do they know you? Do you have an audience? If you have all of those things in place, then it can be partly passive, but you'll have to continue continually market it because at some point, um, people will stop hearing about it or there'll be another course out there. Uh, and so, yes, I, I hate to say it, but it, there is, it's, it's not as passive as people think it is. Mm. So we got, we got a great question here. Um, somebody in one of our groups says that it, that can also lead to consulting. So, so I remember, um, when you, I think when you put that course out or maybe a, a different one, Ian, and I was in your group that where you had people like who had bought the course and talk about it. And there was people like Michael Hyatt and, you know, some other big name people were like, cause they wanted to figure this out. And it can, it can also talk a little bit about not just, yeah, it's passive income. You'll get some sales from the courses, but it's also kind of a way to upsell some of your yeah. services and other things like that. So talk about that a little bit. 
Absolutely. And I, I see, this is the, the kind of annoying thing. I'm not one of these people that looks back uh, with regret, <laughs> but right. I kind of, if I, if I went back then, I would have done things so much more differently. Uh, uh, you know, so yeah, people like my, Michael Hyatt were buying the course and that would be, it, what could have happened from that is um, offering consultancy and then other courses as well. So you should never just have one course. You should have, well, what's the next stage in the customer journey once they've done that? course you know you, there are people that are starting with offering free courses why not offer a free course and then at the end of that you can offer if you want to take things to the next level i've got another course that's going to help you there and then another course and then you can sell people or get people into your membership community and you can then that is a lot more passive in the sense that you are getting a regular monthly income except it's not because you have to work you have to continually um nurture these people and, and help them along that along the way and that's the way it should be because it is about relationships it's about a relationship with these people and i think the courses these days that are doing really well are the kind of hybrid courses and i'm sure we'll come on to this but it's the courses where there's there's a community as well a community aspect to it too mm -hmm. so um, there's some, some other comments. Um, someone in one of the groups said, uh, I switched my online courses to a membership site with many courses. It's a great passive income. So yeah, so they were doing what you, you talked about. They, they created courses and they kind of bundled it together and then they made a membership site to that. And so, yeah, there's that, that customer journey that you talked about uh, Ian, which is, it's, it's super important. So let's, let's kind of walk through the steps. We want to walk through the steps of creating a successful course in 2022. And I think, Things have changed back in the day. If you, and I'm not knocking because I think they're 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 really really good. Like James Wedmore and like Amy Porterfield, they were on the the cusp of the online uh, course creation stuff, and they have great ideas and you know uh, things that they they teach that are are really good. Um, but we're not Amy Porterfield and James Wedmore. The, the James Wedmore, the things have things have changed since they first launched and they grew their following and all that stuff. So things are a little bit different here in 2022. I still think courses are, you know, awesome and a great way, like you were saying, to, to create some income. Um, but first of all, let's talk about the list of possible courses. The topics are endless. So how did you pick a topic or how can you tell other people to pick a topic that will capture people's attention and, you know, find that, that high demand in the market? Well, I think with my OBS course, I, I was just there at the right time and I had this hunch. It, it was people were obviously hungry for answers on this. So I think you need to, in your industry, you should be having your finger, putting your finger on the pulse and listening to what, what is new? What are people struggling with here? How can I help? Or maybe I can offer a different perspective. A lot of people are talking about this, but I feel they're talking about it in... A wrong way or i feel that i can offer something different so that's that's important it needs to be something that people are actually interested in uh, and people are wanting to find out more you're solving a problem and you can solve it hopefully quickly and not effortlessly but you can make it easier for these people so i think that's the first thing that you need to do and the second thing is you also need to have a good long look at yourself and think well what is it that's different about me um that i can offer to my audience and to the people who are going to buy my uh, course. And in my situation, what plenty of other people talking about this, but I think I was there at the right time, but also I think I was able to kind of get, make it super simple. And so I wasn't, I wasn't selling a, a totally like mega advanced course. I was teaching something for marketers that was kind of fairly simple and basic. So you need to think about your audience as well. And hopefully you, you have grown an audience. That's really important. You need to spend time growing your audience uh, so that it's going to be a lot easier for you to sell it and to spread the word. But you also need to know really, you need to know your audience and you need to know what is it, what is the problem that I can solve? What is the subject matter that I can solve? And you need to do that research. And one thing that I would highly recommend that you do is actually interview your audience. And mm -hmm. I've been doing this recently. And it's amazing. I just booked a 15-minute Zoom call with a previous client and I just asked her loads of questions like what are what's the most important thing in your life and your in value wise and your business and what how where what do you want to do with your business in the next year and uh what are the technical issues that you struggle with in your business 
And that really helps me to know the kind of courses and the kind of products that I can create that's going to be uh, perfect for her and for the rest of my audience. So don't just do it on a whim. Uh, don't just do it on something that you're, excites you. I mean, obviously that's important. It's good to be excited about something, but you need to do your research as well so that you uh, have, uh, you're creating something that's going to work. And that is why, one of the reasons why my second course didn't do quite so well. Uh, I had, uh, the, so the second course was on Wirecast, which is a pretty expensive live video tool. And I should have had looked, uh, done the research because Wirecast is a very expensive course, so expensive uh, product, and there just wasn't the demand for it. And people were wanting a much uh, less expensive solution. So do the research. And actually, what I would re recommend that you do before you create the course is actually create the landing page, mm. uh, do the marketing, have a put a put a um, put a, a waiting list form on there, um, which is actually what I've done with uh, one of my courses. It's almost complete, but it's not quite there. Uh, you don't have to do all that work. You make sure that you have people that are willing to to part with their cash first before you create the course. Yeah, and I'm bringing up that, uh, um, that uh, of course, you mentioned that you have a landing page for. If you got go, guys go to iag.me forward slash accelerate now, and we're going to talk about this a little bit late in the show, but since you mentioned it, I wanted to pull that up on, on screen. It's iag.me forward slash accelerate now um, for you guys who are wanting to get on that list right away, like without, be the first one. So there you go. Um, so I wanted to ask Ian, okay, you talked about finding, you know, kind of that, that that sweet spot where things land, where you, you know that there's there's people wanting that sort of information and what you're good at. Is there a way or is there tools? You know, Mark Schaefer talked about, you know, looking for seams in the market um, in his book, The, the Competitive Advantage. What, how do you find that stuff? Do you just go out and you mentioned surveying your audience, but even like broader yeah. than that, do you do like keywords research? I mean, how do you know that one, that this is a good idea and to like, you know, how do I word it in a way that people will find it and I can you even interview people about it? Well, yeah, I think the, when it comes to the wording, I think interviewing people is really important. Use the language that your audience will be using to understand what it is. So if it is about a live video tool, they might not call it a live video tool. They might, I don't know what they call it. They either do your mm -hmm. audience might call it a, a WYSIWYG machine or something. <laughs> so if that's the case, like that's the language that you should use. Uh, but before you get to that stage, yeah, do, doing that research. I mean, Mark's, Mark, uh, Mark's book, I was going to call him Mark Zuckerberg. And Mark Schaefer's yeah. book <laughs> is really good, very different. Um, and I'd highly recommend that. There are other tools you could use uh, just generally to kind of find out what people are asking on a particular subject. There's answerthepublic.com is a, is a great free resource. So you'd put in there, uh, it could be, and if, you know, what, what, did, what you're thinking the course could be about. And then you, within that, you can then find out what people are actually asking. There's BuzzSumo is a good tool as well that you can find out information on that. Get involved in Facebook groups and other communities, um, Reddit or whatever it is, uh, and find out what people are interested in and excited about. And of course, ask get involved with communities with, with your your audience or look at other people, uh, your kind of competitors and seeing what they are looking at. You need to have your finger on your pulse. It's so easy, I think, to be not just to be too comfortable. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment in marketing about Web 3.0. And I have to admit, I've been not wanting to go down that route because it's, it's kind of, it's new and scary, but actually that's something I should be looking at and maybe I should be creating a course about it. So, because it's new and not that many people are talking about it. Uh, so lots of things to think about there, but you just need to find out, you need to have your finger on the pulse, find out what's happening in your industry, in those communities and listen to them and do talk to real people, do your research, get people on the phone or on zoom or just chat to them and uh, find out more. So Ian, talk to us about the, the actual course planning process, because you know, surely we all have a topic 
we have several topics that we would love and could talk endlessly about. And it can be overwhelming sometimes to organize all of your thoughts and stay focused. So mm. what's the best way when you're creating this course to structure those modules and have a course plan, assuming, of course, we don't have a week to do it because we're moving house. So like that, <laughs> you don't have that added pressure of like that time limit. But, you know, it's just sometimes it's just like you you get this idea and, and you kind of go off on all these tangents. and You're like, it, it's, uh, you know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just have a hard time focusing on a single topic. Oh, no, it's not just you. I mean, in a way, that was why the moving house thing was was actually really useful because it was it was that pressure. I had to I, I didn't have the I didn't have the opportunity, if that's just the wrong word, really, to procrastinate and overcomplicate it. I only had a week to do it. And so that's the first thing I would say. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Remember, the first course I sold was were basically 12 YouTube videos on one page on my website, password protected with a YouTube button. It was like not exactly, you know, uh, it wasn't very <laughs> slick and I wasn't very happy with it. It sold. So don't overcomplicate it. And I think with the structure, what I would say is keep it simple. Um, if it's a, if I, I, I'm a big believer in video courses, so keep, you know, but keep the videos really short, two to three minutes, four minutes at the most. Uh, and so break it up into into sections. Uh, and uh, I, I would suggest that you maybe break it up into five uh, lessons. And then within each lesson, you've got possibly three or four little modules, videos as you go through. Um, and at the end of it, uh, give, give people, at the end of each section, sorry, give people resources. Um, don't just do the videos, make it, uh, give people like tangible things that they can download. People love if you have a, like a, a, a resource that people can download, like a, mm -hmm. a, a Google sheet or, uh, like a, a list of things. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I, I paid a lot of money for a WordPress course many years ago. It was about a thousand dollars and it was over, it was done over five weeks. But he gave us these like uh, emails that, you know, email templates, and they were basically just text files, but they were golden. They were golden pieces of information. So uh, also think about that as well. But the planning stage, Grace, you you, you say uh, overthinking it or, you know, thinking about it a lot is, is, is really important. So do structure it. Do talk with other people. Get maybe uh, get a, as we say in the UK, call it a beta program or beta program. <laughs> uh, people who are interested in uh, your product, you could either give it to them for free or give them the course at a much cheaper price. And you're basically, they're your guinea pigs. And uh, you, you're there giving you advice as you structure the course as well. So it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be structured in a way that's going to be helpful. So uh, Chuck here yes. says, uh, yeah. "Publish is better than publish is better than perfect." Yes. Oh that's my good. goodness! Yeah, it's so true. It is so true. So so yeah, and my courses have never been perfect. It, you know, this is the other thing, like sometimes like depending on your personality, I tend to overthink things. So the first course that I did, I, th I think this is important to say, because if you're like me, and I think Jeff, you're a bit like this too. Mm -hmm. And Grace, you're probably like this. We tend to overthink things. And what happens is you, you sell this course and people are loving it. Like people loved my first course, but I was, I was waiting for somebody to come back and say, I want my money back. This is, this is awful. Uh, you look, you don't look professional in that, but I was waiting for that. And it never happened because actually people just wanted the information. It didn't matter how I looked in my video. Uh, it, it didn't matter how slick it was. They were just interested in that information. Now, having said that, if you are selling a more expensive course, if you're looking into the like $500, $1,000, even $2,000 course, then I think the quality does start to matter a lot more. But even then, if you are solving somebody's problem, if you if you are solving somebody's like real struggle in their business and making a big impact, people honestly they don't care about that. They don't care about all these uh, flashy things that are going on. Um, so don't overthink that. So you kind of talked about it a little bit, but one of the reasons people sign up, I think, for today's courses is the networking community. They provide you know back in the day we talked about it before it's like i think you would sell information and you could put it up it was almost like a webinar format people would buy it and there you go 
Well, now there's Facebook groups. You know, we talked about earlier, we got Volley that we can go in and talk to chat with the people. So uh, a lot of people like these um, uh, getting in with like-minded folks with similar goals. And it makes sense that, you know, students in your course are not only looking to interact with you, but with one another. And so, um, and then what, this is one of the reasons that I haven't done a lot of courses because that seemed like a lot of stuff to do. So you know, like when you're creating your online course, how much do you involve social elements? Like, you know, building learning communities and, and, and cohort based learning, you know, a couple of episodes ago, we had, um, Adrian Salisbury, who from Ecamm, who does the training and he does a cohort based, uh, training, which if you don't know what that yeah. is, is that you come in together and you learn together. It's like a weekly thing. It's like, you're going to the classroom you can watch the replay, but it's more of everybody kind of does it together. There's homework. You come back and you talk about it. I've done that with Kim Garst for a Pinterest course that we've done. So um, how much community and um, like, you know, do you have to build on top of the stuff of just creating a course? Because that's a little overwhelming too. It is. And, you know, uh, Adrian, Adrian Salisbury has been a, a massive influence on me. I love, uh, I love the cohort courses that he's done, but you don't have to do that for all your courses. So there's, there's no need, there's no need for, for some of the like mini courses that I sell. I've got, I've got about four or five mini courses that they sell for about $27. They're just solving like one problem or a couple of problems. So th there's no need to have a community. I don't think people would, would need that. I'm my mom went, uh, did a course and she was actually frustrated by the cohort part of it. She just wanted to learn the stuff. <laughs> and I remember seeing, a. it was, I think there was a, uh, I was wanting to learn something about the email software that I use, the, my mailing list software. And I, I was just looking about uh, deliverability and wanting to say like, what, I just need to, to know this one or, or two things. And I saw somebody's course and it, it, it was a membership and it had this and had that and this. And I thought, I don't need any of that. All I want to know is I just want like a 20, I'd even pay like 40, $50 just to find the answer to these problems. So I think you need to be careful. Don't overcomplicate it. But there is definitely a space for this cohort and a course or this community, putting a community aspect into your course. And I did that right from the start with my OBS course for actually my reasons were in living in the UK um, and we were in the EU at the time. Uh, there was this kind of weird law that, that, that where the tax, they would tax you and you'd have to, I won't go into all the details, but basically it became really complicated. I'd have to become VAT registered and all this kind of stuff if I was selling digital courses. But if I had a live element to it, I didn't need to worry about any of that. So that's why I had a group and we had uh, live video, live shows in there and I was giving some uh, group um, group teaching in there. But I realized from that experience that that I love doing. I love meeting with real people and people, as they go through a course, particularly a slightly longer course, people are more likely going to finish it if they have that accountability and the encouragement from other people. So having a having a cohort course when it could be something very simple like a facebook group or volley you've mentioned volley today jeff that could you know could uh, just invite people to volley and they could uh basically ask you questions for a couple of weeks as a, a part of the course and they can get involved with each other uh and chat about things in the, in that community so it doesn't have to be complicated just a facebook group a volley group something like that as part of it um but as you as you become uh, once you create bigger courses, more expensive courses, then you can increase the the, the uh, community part of it a lot more, and you can have uh, quizzes in there, and you can have live workshops in there, and do a lot more. So what I'm trying to say is, start simple. If you are using the the community aspect is too complicated. It's too bit. It's too much for me. Excuse, which I've used as well. Then just don't worry. Don't worry about it. Just create a Facebook group or not at all. And then as you get more experienced, you can get more and more uh, flashy with all your community aspect stuff. 
So I wanted to bring up a comment here from Hard Boiled English. Says he's g- uh, glad that we're covering this topic. Building an online course is my central focus this year. So yeah, so I know a lot of people are interested in this subject. And then, and so I wanted to bring up Chuck because I want to continue this conversation just for a little bit. He goes, uh, I think community and live coaching is the new secret sauce. And yeah. I would agree. And and what to Ian's point, like I have a just a little I taught how to make this pop up video effect that I did. It's a, it's I call it a mini course. There's no community thing on there. It's teaching one little thing. It's a you know how to do this effect. And here it is, is this amount of money. And it's like what your mom was like your mom wanted. It was just information. Go through the course. You'll learn how to do it. But I do think more and more people, number one, they want a community. They want to learn. Even if you don't do a cohort cohort where you build it up together, they do want a place where they can come and ask questions and get it answered yeah. in a reasonable amount of time. Um, but also this community thing, they also want access to you. Like I want to ask, if I buy a course from Ian, I want to ask Ian, some questions like, Ian, I can't get my lower third to come up. It's backwards. What did I do wrong? How do I fix this? And yes, it's a little bit more intense for the the trainer, but that's what I think people want. And that live coaching thing, like Chuck was saying. So um, are are there tools or you mentioned a a Facebook group, you mentioned volley a little bit. Um, Are there some expectations now that the, that people have when they buy a course that you're just going to have to address? Like, I mean, it's just kind of basic customer service, I guess. Yeah, I think you have to be really, really clear on your uh, sales page about what the expectations are. Uh, So for example, with one of my courses, because of the time zone issue, I I say, are you, so I have a list of FAQs and Mm -hmm. I say like, are you from Australia? Or I think it is, are your, are your live calls Australian time zone friendly? And I have to say, unfortunately, no, they're not. But if you are interested uh, and you're from Australia, uh, there's a link here to let me know and I'll I hope to do one in the future so you you have to have expectations like that uh, and you have to think say things like uh, for example um the 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 Facebook group that you join when the, the community on the Facebook group will be uh, open for four weeks so the cost will we'll say last two weeks and then we'll have two weeks after that after which I'll be archiving it uh, so you just be really really careful about these things because you've got to think about your time. You can't just answer people's questions forever and people don't expect you to do that. So say, but put a time limit on these things and say, uh, I won't be able to necessarily respond straight away. You know, I've, I need to sleep occasionally. So uh, (laughs) you'll be able to get back to people within say 24 hours and things like that. And that's what I've done with my course. Like there's one week of the six weeks where I'm actually away. So when I've made it very clear that we're not having a live call that week, but uh, that is, that is a week for for everyone to practice with a live video. So just be, just be really clear about that. At the end of the day, you've, you're creating a course that needs to be, attractive to your audience, but it also needs to work with your lifestyle and what works with you. If you have kids or if you're going away, then you, you can't be in the community 24 seven. So maybe get a, a virtual assistant or what's really cool is what I found with my um, courses. Once I got to my third one, uh, I had a couple of people who'd done it twice and they were like super fans in a way. So they were able to come in and actually be able to moderate and be able to be part of the community, almost like a staff, uh, part of the staff team. So think about that as well. You, you, once you've done this a couple of times, you can actually get people to come in and help. And I've noticed a lot of people doing that, getting community members to, to be part of the team too. So I want to bring up this comment from Gary. Yeah. He goes, uh, he says, record, this is, this is a great, Uh, tip. So he says, record an asynchronous video answer to every question that comes in, then be sure to tag and categorize it. You'll eventually have a nice library of pre-recorded frequently asked question answers that have a lot more pop than a typical uh, frequently asked question support article. Mm -hmm. That is genius, Gary. uh, Thank you for for that comment. And by the way, you can do all that stuff with, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit. uh, If you just joined us about this thing called volley, which allows this type of asynchronous video communication and you can download it, you know, after if I if I if Ian asked a question and I said, hey, Ian, this is how you do this in Ecamm. You go here and here and here and then I can download that and save it and I can send it to somebody else 
who asked the same question. And if you want to join our volley about the show, mm-hmm. make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash chat, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash chat. We actually take questions from there and bring them into the yeah. show. So it's really, really cool. And then the two mm. things on volley, because um, the, that uh, well, thread just rolled out this week. So that's, right. that's been really interesting. And then yeah. I real I found out yesterday, they have a follow-up feature where you can click and yep. tag it to follow up. So as you're getting this, you're, you're out doing your life, whatever, and you get these questions, you can flag them and it get, puts it into a separate little inbox. And so you can go through and answer each of those in the thread too. So yeah, uh, that's an easy way to do that. I think right. using volley, but I'm sure you can right. do this in some other way as well. Yeah. Very, and so just to, to be how important communi- uh, community is, uh, and this is when I was doing this course with Kim Garst and we would do it. It was kind of a cohort thing. We do a, a training in the morning. We give them homework and then we come back in the afternoon and we talk about it and, you know, and kind of look at their stuff and, you know, give them some pointers. The interesting thing was when that was done, people asked, said, hey, we will pay to continue this on for a while. You know, they, they brought it up. We didn't even sell anything. They said, we will pay. We want to pay to continue having you guys review our stuff to see that we're doing it right. And we like, okay. But when your community asks to pay to do something, I mean, that's how important community is. So I really think yeah. that you don't have to do it like everybody else. You don't have to automatically create a, a Facebook thing, but think of a way. And like Chuck was saying that it's kind of the secret sauce. Think of ways that you can build a community or have a community for a time around your course, because I think that makes it super attractive to other people. So anyway, well, I think the other thing, you, the other thing you can do is, so this is one thing I'm experimenting with. I've got about five or six, uh, low ticket courses, like $27. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I'm going to be doing is when people buy that, they'll have, it's kind of like an upsell. So they'll also have the opportunity to upgrade in a way to get the course that has the community. So, and at the end of the, once they've finished the course, they'll also have the opportunity to upgrade. So you've finished the course, that's great, but maybe you need some extra help and you want the community. So think about, think about that, creating some small, you could create some free courses, you can create some low price courses, but also have some courses that have that community aspect of it. And you want to kind of hold hold your audience's hand, your, your customer's hands as they go down through their journey. Uh, and they may not have the confidence to invest right at the start in your higher price, uh, higher price courses with the, with the community, but over, but once they've got that trust in you, but also in themselves, then they can uh, go down that route. And also the other thing I just want to just briefly say is put some gamification into these things and accountability. I think those are two things that can really help. We, uh, I created leaderboard and badges. So people, people love badges. It's ridiculous. Like these little, <laughs> I don't know whether you call them NFTs, but they're, but there's certainly these little uh, uh, images that they get that say they, they've they're, they're top com- contributors of the week or uh, they've got the highest number of points or whatever. But people love that, and uh, I think that's that's just a really fun bit of fun. You know, that's that's the the, the the one thing we haven't really talked about, I suppose, is make them fun and enjoyable. People actually, as well as wanting to learn stuff, if you want them to actually get to the end of it, they need to have some fun along the way. Otherwise they, they may struggle. Let's face it. You know, uh, sometimes learning is, is not easy. Right. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of courses out there that are really, really boring. So if you guys can make them yeah. fun and exciting, <laughs> then you're already, you know, 90% better than your competition. So just think about that. Uh, so, okay. We've got our course done. It's ready to launch. Uh, now I know a lot of too many creators make the mistake that they can just print money now because they got this course out and once their course is created, now they have this income stream. So we know the truth is that you really need to have a launch and an ongoing marketing strategy. And a lot of people launch multi multi times per year and upgrade their courses. So uh, what should your marketing plan for your course include uh, Ian? what, what things should you do? to get your course out there in front of as many eyeballs as possible. Well, if you've created your course and now you're starting to think about the marketing plan, you've done it the wrong way around. You need to think about it the other way around. You need to start thinking about how am I going to get this out? How, how am I going to be able to let people know? And so the, the marketing for most courses has to happen like six, seven, eight weeks before you launch it, because there are so many moving parts. You need to think, well, am I going to be using, Facebook ads, for example, well, I need to think about the copy and I need to think about this and that and the next thing. Uh, You also need to think about your audience and your community and the emails that need to go out. Now, again, I I don't want to put people off here. 
Um, I don't want to overcomplicate things. What I'm saying is that you need to think about what do you need to do in order to let people know about this. And the biggest thing really has to be your products page or your sales page, whatever you want to call it. There needs to be some, that needs to be uh, some, some time spent with that. You might want to put some testimonials on that. You might want to record a video on that. Actually putting a video on your sales page will be, um, well, create a lot more trust uh, because mm -hmm. people want to see you. Uh, and that is the one big om omission as we speak on my accelerator course page. And that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow <laughs> because it needs that. Uh, so you need to spend that time. And then, of course, you've got the social media uh, marketing side of things as well. Email. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. And when it came to my last course that I did June last year, um, there was... I think we had a six week, uh, I think we put, we actually used Asana and we, we kind of planned it all out, had six weeks and in week, um, because of course you've got week, last week is when it actually launches, but the week before uh, or the couple of days before might be when the doors close. Uh, and then uh, that week up to the doors closing, you might want to be sending an email out every day to your newsletter subscribers and telling people about it. And then, of course, you've got the doors open before that. I know I'm going backwards here, but I think it's a helpful way of looking at it. Uh, maybe a week or two before the doors close, that's when the doors open. So you need to make a big fanfare about that. Then before that, you need to tease people. Like, oh, they've got this exciting new thing that's coming out. Uh, you can sign up for the waiting list here uh, and uh, maybe give people like a freebie uh, thing, uh, maybe a couple of lessons of the course for free so they get an idea so there's a lot of things that go into it and uh depending on how big the course is well the kind of the more you'll have to do so for my 27 dollars courses i don't do anywhere near um what, what i'm talking about there's because they're kind of they they're being sold over time but when i have uh so for example the accelerator course that i'm doing or the launcher live course that i did last year that only happens three or four times a year so i have to have a i do a big launch for that because there is a, a community aspect to it and people, the the actual course itself is drip fed over say two weeks or six weeks. Um, so you do need to plan it out. So I got a couple of questions here. Uh, and first uh, I want to pull up this, uh, this comment from Sabrina, because I think it's really good. She goes, people need fun, especially now, and people need community, especially now. I think that yeah. is key Sabrina. And I think, you yeah. know, and those are kind of things that I think, are evergreen. They never go away yeah. because people are always going to need yeah. fun. People are always going to need community. Um, so Ian, one of the things that you didn't really talk about, and I think it's really kind of a thing that people I know when they cre create courses and especially create them for the first time kind of worry about is that promotion. And I, I've not bought a lot of courses because I'll go to the landing page and I'm like, I still don't know if I'm going to get value from, from this. And I think they, people don't show enough under the hood of what this course is about. Yeah. So how much do you show? Like how much do you give away a free module from the beginning? Do you give away your best module? How do you give that expertise out there where people will know, oh, Ian really knows live video. He knows what he's talking about. Um, and he showed me what's inside of the course, gave me a free module. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend the money. How much do you give away? Yeah. How much do you hide? And I think most of us tend to hide too much is what yeah. I yeah no you, you need to be a lot more i mean this is uh it's a difficult one because you, you're just worried about people stealing your stuff but uh i the course that i went on that i, I spent a thousand dollars on i think i got three free modules and i looked at it and they they changed so much in my business and i thought oh my goodness like these three uh, modules have changed so much. Well, what on earth can rest of the course be? I need to buy this, you know? So I was, but also it was, I, I could really trusted the guy anyway. So it started with, I trust this guy. Number two, wow, I've got these three modules, which are amazing. And then I look back and there were these great answers to my problems, uh, my concerns about the course as well were on there. And there was a video that walked me through the back end. And so I think that's important. That's something that I've done in the past. I've uh, looked further down the sales page. I kind of put a little title that says, still here, still have any more questions and have a video on there that will then 
basically take people behind the scenes and see what they're actually getting, see the courses, see how it works and see the community. That, that might be a little bit difficult if you haven't started the community, but you can at least talk to people about how that will work as well. So people, not everyone will want this, but some people will want to see behind the scenes as well. So, and the video will work really well there. So I highly recommend doing that. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to spend much time on it. It's just you going, uh, giving people a, a little tour of, of the back end of your course website. Very, very good. Harry has a great question here. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to, if you can bring it up, I'll mm -hmm. read it. Any suggestions on partnering with and or leveraging existing communities or possibly other consultants that are well-established on the web? I guess suggestions on partnering with them, getting to their communities, but building your course and selling them in those communities? Correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, but I think that's how I'm reading it. Yeah. This is an interesting one. And I see, so you you mentioned uh, Amy Porterfield earlier, and uh, I know that she's sells or she's an affiliate for Marie Folio, is it? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, so I, I see this happen a lot and I, th I think it can work, but I think you have to, it, it can be, it can be dangerous. And I think if it, it, just, so it just depends on the audience, if, um, if you know somebody uh, like another business owner and they have a community that would definitely be interested in buying your course, and this other, this other business owner doesn't really talk about what you're talking about, then there's probably good synergy there. I think it's a good, because um, they, they, they're, probably, they're probably not going to be talking about this. So for example, it could be uh, somebody who talks about creating email marketing stuff, uh, email, um, the best email marketing campaigns. And they're, or they have a really fantastic audience, but they don't really talk about webinars and maybe you can talk about webinars. And so there's good synergy there. Uh, but I think you just need to be careful because, um, why should the, why should the other person be spending a lot of time on marketing for your business? And why should you be marketing for their business? I think you just have to be really careful about that. It can work, but as I, I'm finding this is no, you know, I have great respect for Amy Porterfield, but we're getting to the point now where it's almost saturated. We're talking about, I see every single email I'm getting is about B-School. <laughs> right. And I think um, it, it can, I, I think there's a, you just got to be careful. I think that's what I'm trying and, to say. And, and I think the point of that is, is I know when people partner, it's usually a 50% split of commissions. That's kind of the yeah. standard mm -hmm. thing when you do somebody else's course. And so it's got to make sense for both of you. The, the, so yeah. like I talked about before, I did a Pinterest course with Kim Garst. That made sense for both of us. And, you know, it, it just worked out really, really well. And her community and my community together, Ian's just launching this course. I have a Descript course or a repurposing course that I'm going to be launching soon. He and I, you know, if you think about it, technically we could be competitors because we both talk about live video and stuff, but we're really not. There's enough stuff to go around. And I think the biggest thing that people who first get started in this business is there so much, and I know I was, that I was so worried about competition that it really limited me with my networking with other people. And once I got over that, then things really started opening up. And so Ian and I can partner together and work for, you know, benefit both of our audiences because of this. And they know us and he, he's been on my show. I've been on his show. And so there's already trust developed. And so think of those ways yeah. where you can collaborate because I'm a really big believer in that. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of people are so scared and they want to hold on so tight. You have to have that song. What is that? Hold on loosely. I'm not going to sing it, but, <laughs> but you got to hold on loosely to it. So, and yeah, uh, uh, Gary says you have to be careful not to step on each other's toes. And that's why it's, you, yeah. there's gotta be a relationship there. You just can't go out yeah. on LinkedIn and go, Oh, they, they're in the same niche that I am. Let's partner together. That's not usually how it works. Sorry. Like, I totally agree with you, Jeff. I think it's gotta be somebody that you trust. Um, uh, and you've got to be, you've got to think about your audience, your audience, you've built up this time trusting. And if somebody else comes in, for example, it could be a webinar and you, you partner with somebody, you're getting 50%, you know them fairly well, but not that well. And suddenly they come in and they're on this webinar selling to your audience and they, you suddenly realize that they've got these really sleazy sales tactics right, right, right. and mm, yeah. you get all this, these complaints from your audience quite rightly because 
this it's a completely different messaging tone. It might work really well. That kind of sleazy message uh, sales talk might work really well for their audience, but it might not work well for your audience. And so you just need to be careful. And I've heard, uh, I've spoken with a couple of uh, different uh, entrepreneurs who have had that experience and they've, so you need to do your research first. Ideally you partner with somebody you know really well and you've got that trust and you know that when you bring them onto a webinar, they're going to be mindful of your audience and the way things work. Were you going to ask Grace? I'm sorry. I was going to say that uh, 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 people that do it really well is actually our sponsor, Ecamm. You yes. know, they do a lot of trainings, right? Like I just every, it feels like every couple of weeks they're doing another training with another creator talking about a different skill set, integrating with their tool and what they're offering, but it's still valuable content regardless of whether or not you're a customer or not. Right. And you're, um, and so that I thought that was, a, that's a really good way to partner and to capture an audience mm-hmm. and also talk about yourself because we've, I mean, I've seen over the past years since they've been sponsoring us a great number of trainings from them. Yeah, they do a lot. And by the way, I, I would, one of the things that I know when you, people are putting out courses, you know, what software do you use? How do you, how do you, you know, capture the video? What's the best way to do that? I'm telling you, Ecamm is the way that I do it because not only does it broadcast live everywhere, it also can just record and I can have different scenes. I can have my slides set up for, you know, my presentation and I can have stuff on, you know, I can even have my notes up here and read it and have it. It's just a perfect way to create presentations as well. So not only is it a great live streaming tool, but it's also a great way. I mean, I use it to create TikTok videos and stories. It it does all these different formats. And so uh, if you have a Mac, I'm telling you, it's a no brainer um, for creating, you know, even courses. So if you want to find out more, go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. We really thank them for sponsoring the show. And they do, if you haven't checked out their community, their community is on fire. It's a one of those things you can really learn on how to create a great community because they do it really, really, really well. So without further ado, I want to talk about, because I think there's a lot of stuff we can learn from, and we've already learned a ton from Ian already with the stuff he's got with this course, but I want to talk about Ian's course and you can find out more yeah. about his courses, all the ones like his mini courses that he talked about today and his full blown courses and he, even his landing page that is that he's getting ready to do. If you go to IAG.me forward slash courses, uh, that's Ian Anderson Gray.me slash courses, go check that out because we're going to we're going to dive into that really, really, cor- really quickly because uh, we he's got a he's doing different types of courses even on his own page. So, Grace, I knew you had some questions about that. Yeah, talk to us about these two, because you, you sent me a note saying that you have two courses, a hybrid cohort cohort, cohort course, that's a hard to say, and then the other <laughs> one is one that people can do at their own pace. So tell us about these courses and what inspired you to create them. Yeah, yeah. well, so it was last year, so I've, I've run a course called Launch Your Live two or three times, and uh, that was a cohort course. So it was uh, effectively, you, you went through uh, some video modules over five days, and then in the second week, it was all about practice. And there were also every day there were these live, um, I suppose, like webinars, live live um, masterclasses, I think you'd want to call them. And it was fantastic. And the community was amazing. But the feedback that I got at the end of it was that there's just so much to learn here. And there was a little bit of overwhelm. And so what I wanted to do is to kind of split it into two. So I've got the, what I call the Confident Live Launcher, which is very similar to that, but people can just work in their own time. So they're going through their video modules. It is drip fed over five days, but they can do that in their own time. There's no community part of it. And it's really for those people who want to pay less money, but want to do it in their own time. And they're the kind of people that are happy with doing it without the community. The accelerator, though, is building on the feedback from last year, and it's effectively a group mastermind. We've actually got a max of 10 people in the group because every week we have a Zoom call with a mastermind group, and we uh, I, I will give some training in that, but I will answer people's questions, and we'll brainstorm um, some ideas and answer people's struggles that they're, they're struggling with as they go through launching their live show. And so that, that's really what these courses are about. It's all about uh, the launcher is about launching your live show. The accelerator is about taking things to the next level. You've been going live, but struggling with some aspects of it. And so over those six weeks, 
you can uh, obviously take things to the next level with the mastermind part of it. There's a, a community that's going to be on volley. Uh, uh, there's also going to be a Facebook group for practicing lives. And you've also got the videos and some downloadable resources as well. Sorry, your your video froze in a perfect way. Uh, oh, that's I just, right. I just <laughs> there, there. You're back. Oh, see, you switch cameras. Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but so I want to just double check for this accelerator course that you're talking about. So it's it's iag.me forward slash accelerate now. That's all lowercase, all smashed together. Um, the question I have: This is your community based one. And is this one that you had mentioned, you know, different ways to build community when we were talking earlier, is this the one where you're actually going to shut it down after six weeks or how kind of talk about in this accelerator yeah. accelerate now one, how the community aspects going to work and how, and actually, so, yeah. so talk about the community and then I want to ask you about how you're funneling people in. Yeah. So the, the community will be in, so I'm trying something new. So like what could possibly go wrong? We're, we're going to try and vol <laughs> we're using volley this time. The last time we were using a Facebook group and that was really successful. Uh, and we will be using a Facebook group this time, uh, but that's basically just to practice your lives. The actual community will be in volley. And the great thing about that is this, as you were saying earlier, it's this asynchronous um, nature of it. You can record a video, a question in there or audio or text. And I think it's going to be a great way. We're going to have uh, different channels in there for different uh, modules of the course as well. So people can uh, ask questions. And then that's great for things like at the end of it, if you're wanting people to uh, record a video testimonial, or if you're wanting to download lots of questions, it just makes it so much easier for me. And it's also easier for the community as well. Uh, so that will be available for the six weeks of the course and two weeks after uh, but then uh, we'll archive that. Uh, and if people want to carry on, I haven't quite figured this out yet, but the, the goal is uh, the goal is to, to then create a membership from this, which will be the Confident Live Marketing Academy. The Confident Live Marketing Academy at the moment is really encompasses everything that I do, all the, all the various courses, but the Academy eventually will be a membership community, which people will be able to pay for um, over time. If that makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk really quick. we got a couple minutes left is um, how did you build your funnels for this? I mean, how are you getting people to know about this course? And you mentioned, you know, sometimes people build it, they don't have it built before they, they, they launch it and then they build it as they go, which is kind of a cohort based kind of thing. So how are you getting people into and, and knowing about your new course? So there's a, a number of aspects to it. First of all, yeah, I've got an audience, I've got a, an email list. So it's uh, emailing people in the list. I've got campaigns for that. Also people who have bought courses before, they're more likely to buy my these courses and especially the people who were on the Launch Your Live courses. Um, so it's, uh, and I've got a Facebook community for for those people. So um, that, that's, that's where I'm going first, but also they've got uh, contacts outside as well. Um, there's the Ecom Live community who have been very grateful, very kind in the past to promote um, my courses and, and other people as well. So it's, it's relying on my audience primarily, but also some of the contacts that I built over time as well. This time I'm not investing in Facebook ads. Uh, I may do in the future, but that's something I'm not doing at the moment. We'll see how we get on with that. But if you're wanting to, uh, if you're wanting to, uh, if you don't have a big audience and you're wanting to get other people on to your course that are outside your community, then creating a campaign with Facebook ads, uh, creating some downloadable uh, modules that you can get for free uh, would be a great way then to then target them afterwards in a campaign as well. Awesome. Well, if you guys don't haven't figured it out, Ian knows a lot about live video and a lot about courses. So Ian, thank you so much for being here today. You guys can find out all about his, all his courses at, um, let's see at iag.me forward slash courses. And don't forget about his new course that is coming up at iag.me forward slash accelerate. Now that's going to be the one that has all the, um, the community stuff built in it. So I, I have followed Ian for years, known him for a long time. He always brings the good. So uh, you know that I am going to be uh, signing up for this course along with 
thousands and thousands of people. So <laughs> that's going to be well, there's amazing. Only ten, there's only 10 places. Oh, so only you, 10 places. You, well, so, but for but his other go. courses. But, but by yeah. the way, that link, that link, that Accelerate our link is if you get a dodgy deal, special $500 off. Um, so yeah, if, if don't just go, go to the course page, that's fine. But use that link Accelerate now yeah. if you want to get the, the special deal. Awesome. So yeah, so this Yay. is, so uh, thank you, Chuck. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, yes. I just want to let you guys know we are also a podcast. You can find us on all your podcast players. We would love for you guys to leave us a rating review. Ian has his Confident Live podcast as well. So I'm sure he would love it if you guys would leave a rating review as well, because it really does help podcast uh, people out. Um, our next show is on Friday, March 25th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. You can always find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. Grace Duffy, the amazing great stuffy where can we find you because you are amazing i'm here every week with jeff except when i'm not i um but the rest of the time i'm over at restream i'm their video content manager so come check us out over there and i love doing this show it, this was a great one i was like there were so many questions we had to edit out that <laughs> right. i had right. that, that was just like we're not gonna have time to get to all of that we didn't even get to all of them so but yes ian has been a really great sport to hang out with us this morning slash afternoon. So yes. it's always fun to send out those notes and being like, yes, you have to come at four o'clock on, on, a, <laughs> on a Friday right. night to come yes. hang out with us. So. Exactly. And thank you, uh, Gary. Thank you, Sabrina, uh, Re-Edge and, and Dustin and everybody, Gary, who was in here earlier as well. All of you guys who, and hard-boiled English, everybody who came and asked such great questions. We would not be able to do this show without you. And of course, our sponsor, Ecamm. So make sure you guys go check them out as well. And with that, we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.